Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Daf Lamed Vav Amudbet at the very top of the Amud, about to start the third chapter of Masachat Shabbat, Perak Kira, which you've already uh, alluded to a few times towards the end of the previous Perak. Uh, Perak Kira is devoted chiefly to issues of Bishul B'Shabbat. And the reason that it's here seems to be because cooking is is chiefly something that's done towards the end of Friday in preparation for Shabbat, which brings it with it a host of issues that are unique to the problem of Bishul. One of them is that Bishul, unlike many other malachot, is a process malachot, meaning it's not a one-step act like tying a knot or painting or erasing, but it is a process uh, which begins at one point, and at another point, we would say you have accomplished Bishul, and at that point, if you did it on Shabbat, you'd be Chayav. So therefore, it needs to be clarified. The parameters need to be uh, to be detailed. The second thing is that because of uh, preparing on Friday, it brings with it a uh, an area that we've dealt with at the end of the first parak, and then a little bit at the end of the second parak, which is one of Shehiyah, Chazarah, Hatmana, all sorts of issues of keeping food hot in different ways on Shabbat from its cooking before Shabbat. So we'll get into the parak, and we're going to see a lot of these things, these issues explored in this parak, which is relatively long, and in the following parak, which is a very short parak, Bametomnin, issues of Hatmana. In the meantime, Kira. Now, Kira is a stovetop. We're going to deal with a tanur in a couple of podcasts for right now, a stovetop. If the fuel for this stovetop was either straw or gleanings from the ground, which means the fire is not very substantive and there's not much chance that you could really stoke it by by touching it, by by pushing it, you can put a cooked item on it. We're not exactly sure where this cooked item is where we're holding here with the cooked item, and we'll discuss that in the Gemara. Begefet uveritzim, and this is the one that we care about, which is mash. Gefet is mash, like of olives, after you've taken out the oil, or wood. And <clears throat> This is a more substantial fire. Lo yitain achi grof. You cannot put it there until you've swept the coals away. So all there is is residual heat. O achitain ta'efer. Or you could cover it with a layer of ash, which will cover and somewhat tamp down the fire, and make the fire somewhat inaccessible. Now, what is permitted is only applies to hot water, but not to cooked items. You're not allowed to return an item to the fire. You could take away from the fire, which means you could leave it there, but you can't put it back if you've taken it off on Shabbat. Again, are lenient and say you could also return it. We'll see how this all develops over the course of this and the next podcast. Now, the question was asked, So in the context of a uh, substantial fire, um, we said, what does that mean? Does that mean, and this is something we're going to explore for a little while, does it mean you can't return it, but to leave it there, meaning you put it there before Shabbat and let it sit there, can we leave it on a fire, even though the fire is not swept away or covered up? If that's the case, who would be the author of Mishnah? Chananya. Tanya, Chananya, Omer, anything that is, and we've seen that already at the end of the first parak, minimally cooked, Mutar shoto agabe kira. 
uh, half cooked, third cooked, whatever machlok we showed him on the shiur, you can leave it on the kira alpha pishon or gofin or katum, even if the fi- the fuel has not been swept away or covered up. That would mean that that shehi is always mutar and chazara is the mach- is the issue. Odilma, perhaps, lishotnan, maybe when it says lo yitain, it means lishot, means you can't put it down on Friday. And the real question is, what does lo yitain mean? Is it on Shabbat, we're putting it back, or is it means putting it down on Friday and leaving it there? And therefore, ini lolo, and therefore, to leave it there is only permissible if the fuel is swept away or covered up, and if not, not. And certainly you can't return it unless it's been swept away. So let's see if we can solve this. Attempt number one. The very fact that our Mishnah has two sets of machlokot, two machlokot, as it were. So therefore, let's see what the impact of that is. If you agree that the Mishnah is lishot, then you're not allowed to leave it there from on Friday. So then, hachitani. Here's how we would read the Mishnah. What is it you're allowed to even put there if you swept it away? Only hot water. Meaning he would say you can't put a tavshil there even if it's been swept away. They say both. And just like they have the machloket about leaving, they also disagree about whether you can return anything at all. You can go and take it off, but not put it back. So if that's the case, then our Mishnah reads well, and we understand why there's two different machlokot in the, in the end. But if you would take the perspective that lo yitain means lachzir, then that means the only prohibition is to return it to the hot, Stove top on Shabbat. Then Hachitani. Let's see. We have to read the Mishnah. It means you're allowed to return it, meaning even without sweeping it away. The Gefen of Eitzim, if it was fueled with Gefen Eitzim, Lo You can't return it unless you've swept away the fuel or covered it with ash. What are you allowed to return? Both. And then, that last part will be, will be difficult to get stuck in our crop. Because, why have that last clause if we already said we're talking about machzirin? So, it seems that lishot is the preferable way to read it. Not necessarily. Truthfully, I could accept that it's really lachzir. Our Mishnah is missing something, because by the way, even the way we read it with Lishot, we had to fit something in there. You can return it. Right? You cannot return it unless you've swept away or covered the ash, with ash. You can leave it there before Shabbat starts and let it sit all Shabbat until you need to take it off, even if it's not uh, uh, swept away. What are you allowed to leave there? We said you're allowed to leave stuff. And now, here's the part that we're going to fix. When, I, when, when we said you could return it, that's not really everybody's opinion. It's not a consensus. Which would mean now that we could take the lenient position that our Mishnah is only discussing the issue of whether you could return it. And then in the end says, but Shambai will really not accept any of this. 
You can't return it, but you could leave it there. And Ben Hillel would say you could even return it. Right? But we still haven't solved what our Mishnah, what the basis of our Mishnah is. Toshma, try attempt number two. That the Mishnah is only talking about putting it on top of the fire. To put the pot in the fire, meaning underneath where the stove top is, where the fuel is, Asur. That's Asur. That's all Rav said. So let's analyze. If our Mishnah really meant Lachzir, that's why we would distinguish between returning it to the stove top and returning it to put it inside. But if it's just a question of leaving it on Friday, what do I care where it is you're leaving it? Why would one be more Asur than the other? So the answer is, that quote of Rav was not talking about the beginning of our Mishnah. Asefakai was talking about the end of our Mishnah. But tell me, Machzirin, So we all understand that the only reason to make a distinction between Tocha and Gaba, inside the fuel and on top, is um, is uh, because of Lachzir. Um, uh, and so therefore we say, yeah, indeed, he's talking about Lachzir, which is the end of the Mishnah. But the rest of the Mishnah is Lishot. Okay, Toshma, attempt number three. And this is a Tosefta, I've marked it on the page. If you have two stove tops that are sort of adjoining, and they're matching. One of them, you've swept away or covered up the fuel, the other you haven't done anything with. And we assume here that the fuel is wood. You can leave stuff on top of the Swept away one. You can't leave anything on the other one. What are you allowed to leave? Nothing. So you can't. Only hot water. Akar, if you took it off, everybody agrees you cannot return anything. Which means all that you could possibly have there is hot water, and that's according to Ben Hillel. And they say you can't return it. This entire take is with mayor. Rabbi Yudo Mary has the entire thing shifted one step lenient, more lenient. allow hot water. says both. Okay. Now says you cannot return it. You can take it off. you can even return it. So now If you agree that our Mishnah is lishot, then Matnitin Mani, who is then the author of our Mishnah, whose version of this machloket becomes the author of our Mishnah, Rabbi Yudo. So Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda has the exact layout of our Mishnah, and that's the context of Lishot. If you think our Mishnah is Lachzir, which means it's more lenient than this Tosefta, who could our Mishnah be? Lo Rabbi Yehuda, lo Rabbi Meir. It can't be either. Because I Rabbi Meir, Kasha Beit Shammai Bechad, El Beit Tola Betarte. If it's Rabbi Meir, then it doesn't work with Beit Shammai on one angle, and it doesn't work with Beit Hillel on two different angles. Because according to Reb Meir, Beit Shammai says you can't leave anything, and um, and uh, and Beit Hillel says uh, that you cannot um, uh, you cannot uh, leave a tavshil, and uh, you're not allowed to, and not to Chazara. Right, I Rabbi Yehuda, and if it's Rabbi Yehuda, then Kasha Grufauk Tumah, because according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda in this Brita, it doesn't even the other one doesn't need to be uh, that it, it it you cannot put it with the, unless it's Grufa Tuma and uh, and if you say it's Lahachzir 
then that means Lishot, you could leave if it isn't Grufa Uktuma. So uh, either way, it doesn't work. The other one is, it, our Mishnah could still be Lachzir in spite of this Tosefta. Our Tana holds like Rabbi Yehuda in every area except for one. In other words, our Tana is an independent person. He also reviewed in one thing, which is the Tavshil, that Bechamay allow Chamin and Bechamay allow both. They don't need a Machzirin, that Bechamay allow Nachdolin and Bechamay allow even Machzirin. He disagrees about one other thing. Our Tana says that if it's not swept away, you could still leave the item there. It has to be swept away, otherwise you can't leave it there. So our Tana disagrees with him. Okay, so we still haven't really solved what Amish is talking about. So now, Ibayalu, the question is, Mauli Smochba. And this will take us back to this discussion about Lachzir Olishot. Question is, can you lean a pot against the Kira? You're not putting it on top, you're not putting it inside, you're leaning, leaning on the side. So do we say, Tochava Gaba Asur, putting it on top, putting it inside the fuel area, is in one sense Asur, Lachzir, Chamit, Tavshil, Maybe it's only to have direct contact inside or on top, but not to lean it against it, so the contact is from the side. Perhaps any contact's no good. So Toshma, let's see. So again, our, the Tosefta we just saw with the two paired uh, Kirot, one is uh, swept and the other not. Notice, you can leave it on the proper one, even though you're getting heat from the other one, because right next to it. So that proves that Lismoch is okay. Now, maybe this is different. Since the two kirot are separated a bit, one may be higher than the other, or they're separated, there's air between the one you're putting it on and the one you're not supposed to use, where it's getting other heat from, but there's air in the middle that's cooling it down. So it's not like Lismach. Toshma, let's still try to solve the problem of Let's say you put ashes over the fuel, and then it got reheated, and it got uh, the, the coal reignited. We said you could do all four things. To lean it against it, you could leave stuff on there, take away from it, and put it back. Meaning, cover, once you've covered it up, you're done, and if it reignites, that's your problem. So Shmami now, what do you see? That uh, you see that even Lismoch requires you to to cover it or to sweep it away. It's just that if it gets reignited, we say you can do all the things. Which means that Lismoch is now on a par with everything else. But we think about this. One of the things mentioned is Notlim, to take it off. You can only take it off. If it's been swept away, that doesn't make sense. You could take it off in all circumstances. Take it off the fire, never a problem. So the argument is that this bright is made up of two pairs, Notlin and Machzirin, and Somchin Umekaimin. And the idea is that these two pairs work together so that the reason it mentioned Notlin, which is unnecessary, was to be as a match to Machzirin. So for Somchin, which is not really an issue, was as a match to Mekaimin. But hachiashta is that really an argument? Taking it away and putting it back in the same place. It's a yin and yang of it being there. So I can understand why you mentioned Nolin, because you mentioned Machzirin and the back and forth. Somchin is on the side, Mekamim is on top. They're not a matched pair. 
So my havelah, what's the, the resolution? Toshma, kirashi sikobi kevinu itzim. So we have a brighter that says if you if you used the stronger fuel, you could still lean a pot against it, but you can't leave anything on top of it unless you swept it away. Parenthetically, the rest of that statement is gechalim sha'amamu. If you have coals that started uh, quieting down and uh, and went out, or you put a little line of flaxseed on it, that's like covered up, covered up, and you could use it. This is somewhat parallel to the piece that we saw just now. If you covered it up with ashes and then it got reignited, you could now leave, um, you could now put chamin that were fully cooked, fully boiled water, and a cooked item that was fully cooked. What does that teach you? It's a new concept we're going to deal with now and in the next podcast. Mitztamek v'yafelo mutar. Mitztamek means food that by now heat is going to make it contract because it's already finished cooking. But some there's some kind of foods that the longer you leave it on the fire, even if it contracts a little bit, it's good for the food. So this is mitztamek v'yafelo because why else would you leave it there? And nonetheless, it's mutar to leave it there. This is different because in this case that doesn't prove anything about the mitztamek v'yafelo machloket that we're going to get to in the next podcast. Because in this case, you did cover it up. It just got reignited. So, Yachim, Ayla, then what's the point of telling me this? If, uh, if it's so obvious, the answer is, Huva writes to Yichalei, I need to be taught the piece about the reignition. I might think that since you, since it reignited, uh, maybe it now goes back to the beginning, and we consider it not to be covered. Kamash Balan, that it is. So Biochanan says the same thing. If you put the cover on the the ash over the fuel and then it got reignited, you can put chamin or tavshil that are fully cooked. Even if you've got hot coals there, burning coals. Same same inference. So shani hachad the kitma. So the answer is that you can't infer in stomach via fellow mutar, because here you covered it up. Then what's the point of saying this? Again, the reigniting. So this is no different than the earlier statement. The answer is, we needed to hear about the hot coals, that even if there's hot coals, it's still okay. So, as on from Shesh to be quoting Rav Yochanan, but nonetheless, Kirashi if you have a uh, kira, the fuel of which is the stronger fuel, you could leave chamin um, or tavshil that aren't yet fully cooked. Akar, if you took them off, if you took the pot off, you can't put it back until you sweep it away or cover it up with ash. So So he holds that our Mishnah is lachzir. So our Mishnah must be mean that the only discussion is to return stuff, but to leave it there on Friday and let it stay there through part of Shabbat, that you could do even if you haven't swept it away. So Rabba Tarvayu Tanani said both of these halachot are already in the Mishnah. Lishot Tani, you know the fact that you could leave stuff there uh, from Arab Shabbat as long as it's properly cooked and let it sit there into Shabbat. We have in the first parak. Ain't <coughs> 
We said in the end of the first parak that you cannot put food into the oven, essentially, unless it'll be minimally cooked before Shabbat. What's the implication? Ha-kamufana, in this case, the bread baking. So if the bread gets crusty, before Shabbat, sure, you could leave it there. <coughs> the fact that you can't return stuff unless it's properly swept away is also in our Mishnah. But Hillel said you could return it. That's only talking about if you swept it away. But if not, not. So the question is, why did Rav Shesha teach this lesson if both statements are already found in the Mishnah? He was trying to teach you to read the Mishnah carefully and identify those statements in the Mishnayot. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll do the second half of this particular sugiyat. In the next podcast, in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.